When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know what? Out of all the intros, I like this one the best, you know. Guten Abend, bonsoir, bonasera, hola. Welcome, people. It's your favorite European show. After the one that comes on, uh, we were just talking about it, weren't we, brothers? Uh, after the one that comes on BT Sport, what's it called? Goal Show. Goal Show. Yeah. yeah. We're a little bit behind them, but we're catching up. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Out to Julian Laurent, you know, my man. We're coming for you, bro. We're coming for you, Monsieur. We're coming from you, Monsieur. <laughs> I'm learning the French. I'm learning all of the European languages. I don't know if these guys have learned anything, but I've been, I've been reading the textbooks again and again. Oh, I'm, I'm, just practicing. I'm really, I'm practicing mine for the knockout round. So when I come, I come proper. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you got until February to learn, bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. People, you're all very welcome to Eurostars. It's been a while. Seems like it's been a while. Last week, Liverpool played, and then we couldn't fit in because these guys are hella busy, hella busy. Bilal decided to go on a little trip abroad. Inter Milan has been stressing out. Mo, if you've been watching his watch-alongs, my God, this guy is straining. You can see the veins popping out of his head, but it's like, Martinez scores for him. You can see his veins popping. Hope you're doing very well, Mo. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. The group stage is over. Big boys going through. And small teams. And some big boys. League. And some big boys not going well, through. Well, I'm not going to call them small. I'm not going to call them big boys anymore. I'm just not going to call them big boys anymore. Until they come back and play in the Champions League, qualify, uh, like uh, round of 16, they're not big boys. They were dropped to the, uh, let's call it the second class. Yeah, don't don't say that. The the two other guys are gonna start, you know, getting emotional. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Ty, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? How you doing? 
Of I'm course, good, man. of I'm course. Good. Compared compared to the start of the season, I know you're vibrant. I know you're. Up. Yeah, I, I'm. My energy. You're flying. Yeah, we're flying, man. You know, we'll say that for another show. And obviously, we're not in this competition right now, but now, nah, man, it's good to be on. Like you said, it's been a while, man. But I love talking football with you guys. Obviously, Mo, Bilal, Grizz, everyone like the video. Make sure you subscribe. And um, yeah, man. I'm ready for the knockouts. I think this last round of games has just sort of like shaped everything up a little bit more now. So it's going to be good to discuss, man. So much to discuss, man. People are throwing all sorts of talking points, mm. man. I can't keep up, man. Big up, Grizz, in the panel. Benfica, no PSG mm. for Liverpool in this round. Avoid Real Madrid. I don't care who we get. God's got a plan for us, Reds. That's the Liverpool chat out of the way. And then Mike says, yo, I need some Benfica prop. Way Benfica, man. You know what, Bilal, you were saying that's a serious machine developing there, man, because how they ended up into the Champions League in terms of via the winners was amazing. Yeah. They had to outscore PSG in away goals. Now, and they were exactly. behind, like, in terms of the gap was about 5-6 or something. And then yeah. they, they managed so, to win 6-1, right? Yeah, 6-1 in the end against uh, Maccabi Haifa, and they were pressing, they were and Jao Mario this season, don't know what he's been eating. It's like he's scored in every Champions League game for Benfica. You can see what they've been doing this season. Allow, allow, let's not interrupt you. You know I never yeah. like to interrupt you. You know what it is. It's yeah. the power of this. Me and Grizz have something in common. <laughs> we have this, but we also have this. It's the bald players. They, with age, we age like fine wine, and Yao Mario is showing that. So I'm proud to be bald. Boy, I can't believe the Yao Mario. Honestly. He's come back. What a story. I thought he's, I thought he's done out here. He was an mm -hmm. inner. Mo even had him an inner, an and he was not playing. So, no. But yeah, sorry, but I have to carry on. I just had to say the, the baldness, we, we age like fine wine, and Yao Mario has proven it. Yeah, no, exactly. Listen, bold, bold power. It's there. Listen, when you <laughs> when you come across some bold man, you don't want to fight them. No, 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 bold people got power, bro. I understand, but yeah, Joe Mario, as I said, he was balling. Gonzalo Ramos as well. You know, all of all of their players in the Grimaldi. Gon, 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 is it? How do you say his name? Yeah, Gonzalo Ramos. Yeah, Gonzalo. Goncalo Ramos. We're the yeah. Eurostar show. We need to get on point with our accents. You know why, innit, Bilal? You should know more than anyone else. Because not only is this a YouTube show now, this is going out as an audio podcast as well. So when people hear us, they want to hear the proper pronunciations. So I'm setting you homework, young bro. I'm here, I'm setting you homework right now. We need to get the accents. So I believe, unless someone corrects us, is Goncalo Ramos. Mm -hmm. Not is Gonzalo it Ramos. Is it a tha? Is it a tha? Gonzalo? I don't know. Like a with the tongue. I'm not okay, too we, sure. We, 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 we just call him Ramos for now. If we're not, we're not sure, we call him G. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it's mad. Like even the Rafa Silvers, the Grimaldos, these guys have been at Benfica for years. They've been talked about for years. Especially mm -hmm. like Grimaldo getting moves linked for, for five. It's like Milinkovic Savic at Lazio. You know, these guys yeah. have been linked to clubs. Like well, Grimaldo is good, Bilal, but he's a, he's a FIFA merchant. I, I, I think he's okay, bro. <laughs> he's just a good player. He's just yeah. another Alex Tell. He's good. He's not superb like the other guys, like the Enzos. Mm. He is not superb. People just need to understand sometimes. Yes, he plays on a good team, Benfica. I think as of now, they're the only team in the big uh, the big uh, five leagues that haven't lost a game at all mm -hmm. this season. Yeah. I'll and, um, that, I believe so, yeah. Them oh, and maybe be yeah, in their league, in their league, they've won 10 and drawn one exactly. And in the Champions League, they haven't lost yeah. a game, so I think mm -hmm. maybe PSG, maybe PSG lost a game. I'm assuming in, in, in the in League One. So 
You know what? No, I, know I, think, everybody... no, I think I think PSG are unbeaten as well. Because oh. I think th there was a story saying um, Liverpool have, un have broken Napoli's unbeaten record, Man City's unbeaten record, and next is bring on the next mm. team in the Champions League to, to come yeah. to Anfield. You understand? Yeah, yeah PSG are beaten as well. It's Benfica. Is it Benfica? It no, no, you are right, Greg. Well, PSG oh. are Benfica, yeah. Mm. But look, so it might be a Benfica look, for you, Grace. It might be Benfica. Bilal, for you. Bilal, Bilal's brought up the team, right, guys? Right. And if you analyze and if you go through it, um, I was going to get the who scored one up. Let me get this one up because yeah, it's on. got the subs as well. Give me one second. Mm. So if you look through this team, guys, um, hopefully you can see that. Can we see that? Yeah, yeah. Looks good. Yeah, I just want to get the subs in as well because mm -hmm. very couple of very important subs in there. Mm. Um, this team, he's done wonders. They sold Darwin Nunes, their main man. The way these Portuguese just re they like circulate the funds again and start going again. And you still got brothers like Otamendi. Now, I mean, who wants to go on Otamendi first? Because honestly, he's one of the most... I don't think the shit version. He, he was Ricardo. not good for Man City. He's like, he's like a poor Ricardo Cavallo. Dirty, gets the tackle, but have that mentality. But do you know? Do you know what, what I mean? But what? Yeah, but, but but what is it? Yeah, because he's been at top clubs. There, there's a reason, Grizz, that some top clubs. He was at Valencia when I'm not going to say that they were the best, but he was still at a Valencia team that we all knew growing up. Um, he's then gone to Man City. He has won trophies at Man City, and he's, he's at Benfica now. Slower league. He's going to the World Cup. His last World Cup. So for me, I tell you what it is with Otamendi. I don't like him as a player. And I, I oh, never this have. is a shout. This is a but shout. This is a shout. Otamendi yeah. is a shit version yeah. of your boy. Yeah, he, he's like he's just got that nastiness about him. But when you when you're at a team like Benfica group and you have got a World Cup spot to play for with Martinez and Romero, you have a motivation, and that's key for players like that at the end of their career. And and that's what he's doing. And you know, and and you know what it is as well. For me, I was going to talk about the other defender because you have got an 18 year old Antonio Silva in there, who by the way is yes, a very good player. Like Michael mentioned him last week, hundred mm. times. But if you watch someone, you can tell within ten minutes their quality. He's learning off someone like Otamendi. Now he might not want to mm. play like Otamendi, but get in that sort of the. You know how people say Man City and Pep they make them clever fouls and stuff like that. You learn parts of the game from players like Otamendi. I think Antonio Silva is going to be one of them players in the next three, four years who is going to get that big move. So they complement each other, experience with youth, and they're winning games. So. Mm. Mike reminds us, them and PSG, PSG, the only unbeaten team. Okay, okay, fair enough. What they're doing is mad. If you look actually deeper, like yeah, yeah. guys like Neres, like guys like Neres, Neres for some reason, when he was at Ajax, he decided mm. to go to Ukraine, when clearly Ukraine was going in a bad way, but that's a different discussion. Ends up at Benfica now, and now his quality is showing again. But you look at the, as I said, the Rafa Silva's been there for a while. Jamari, we thought he was finished and he's still, you know, delivering. It's not, Their unbeaten record is impressive. It's not like a Dude, PSG it's where ridiculous. you expect them to win most This guy, Joao mm. Mario, played for Inter for years. Inter mm. tried to get rid of him for years. He is one of the worst players I've seen in my life. Wow. At Inter, he was one of the worst players I've seen in my life. And I have had some banter era players. But this guy, hands down, the worst player we have ever signed. He goes down as the worst signing that Inter made in recent history, when I'm talking about 30 years. But he goes to Benfica and somehow he's bowling. Somehow. Is he playing, is he playing in this position, guys? Exactly. Look at Uncle Sharma's, Uncle Sharma's comment 
is exactly that. João Mario is our biggest flop. We paid 45 million for this guy, and he was atrocious. And I'm telling you, ridiculously bad. Like, so, where, where did he play? Where did he, so, where did he play? So, he was born from what I remember of João Mario. Sport English born. Yeah, from what I remember, he was he was used in midfield, right? Mm. As a as a double pivot, as a DM, not very good on the ball, not very good going forward and everything. Just a figure, just a physical six foot something, you know. What happened? What, so why is he is he really playing in this formation? Has anyone seen? Can someone give us some insight into João Mario's new role into in oh, I've, I've watched him a couple of times, Chris. He mm -hmm. is. The free player yeah. next behind Rafa Silva, basically. Wow. It's exactly what it is. He is the free player. Everybody be behind him is making the work. He's just a free player. And that's why he looks like he doesn't have any like duties defensively or anything. He's just a free player out there doing his job and he's playing, which is what he did for Portugal when they won the Euros. This is his stock went up for that. He was just a free player. Uh, uh, behind, uh, I think it was Cristiano at that time, and he was just free player. So for me, I don't think João Mario is a good player. However, that proves that some players in certain environments can flourish. Systems. And can play really, exactly. But even when you see his really goal well. today, it sums up his best qualities. Like, he's coming in, he's in the middle, and he's always had this power in his legs to, like, hit a ball nicely, to hit a ball cleanly. And today with the last goal for Benfica, it's an absolute banger of a goal. If you guys haven't seen it in the chat, go watch that back because that's a special goal to get your team first place, you know, in the group. So sometimes you just give a player like that freedom. You tell them, use your work rate because he's got great work rate. That was the one thing he always had, mm. you know, running, running around and, and getting himself about. And then you give him the freedom on top of that and let him be free, take shots, you know, express himself. He's not playing in the star-studded team. He can really show maybe his quality. Maybe he doesn't feel, maybe he doesn't feel the pressure playing for Inter. You know, the pressure going to Inter for the money, you know, the, the the transfer fee, the wages, the attention. Sometimes it can kill a player. We saw even, I know Renato Sanchez was a young player, but even after the Euros, he went to what, Bayern, Swansea? Like, it took him a while, you know, to really recover And, and it his does career. kind of help, Bilal, as well. When you put old legs with, with youth and you combine his experience, like like Mario, um, like Mo said and Gris said, that free role. That's how I kind of remember that box-to-box -box sort of midfielder being a bit everywhere. You could just have license. But you've got David Neres, who, yes, he went to Ukraine, didn't quite work out. He's come to Benfica now. You've got Rafa Silva, who's still very nippy experience. And you've got a young, hungry, hungry striker that, obviously, Goncalo Ramos, which is kind of starting to make rumbles across Europe. Mm -hmm. So you've got kind of a vibrant, energetic front three, which then more frees up space for him because other teams are focused on them rather than, like Gris said, looking at someone like Yao Mario where you're thinking, I'm not going to really mark him. He, is he the threat? But players like that, you, you, I'm not saying he's like Thomas Miller, by the way, but you look at players like Thomas Miller, fantastic for years, right? But is he exceptional or anything? No, he just right place, mm -hmm. right time, all the time. And sometimes having players like that around you frees up space. And, and I think Game intelligence. Cool. Sometimes game yeah, intelligence. I think Ty, he is the most intelligent player I've seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas Muller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, in my life, I have never yeah. seen someone that intelligent in football. It's astonishing that he doesn't no, excel in anything. Be. However, <laughs> every single coach from 2009, since the guy was 20 years old, starts him. Doesn't mm. even put him on the bench. Like it, And it didn't matter. It was Pep. It was Heikens, it, it, it was Ancelotti. They come in, this guy starts. It yeah. doesn't they, matter they, who. It's, it's amazing. This Benfica team is causing quite a stir. And not only Benfica, Porto. We must talk about 
how, as I said, Porto and Benfica sell their star assets again and again and again, yet they're still able to reach the last stages. Of course, their limitations, sort of, they're limited to sort of knock knockout stages, maybe a quarterfinal here and there. Um, mm. Again, Porto have won their group as well, lads. Before we go on to Porto, I'm so sorry, uh, Bilal. Before we mm. go get on to Porto, I want to show the lads the main, main guy at Benfica. Wow, guys, it's just a matter of time. It's just mm. a matter of time. Uh, shout out to F the F three three guys. They said it. Remember the name Enzo Fernandez, Argentinian playmaker, DM. Call him what you want. Pitbull. All the descriptions of an absolute quality. Quality central midfielder. Someone want to speak on him before I wax lyrical? I mean, you guys can speak on him. I, I, I give you first dibs. Who wants Nobody? to go? Listen, from what I've seen on Enzo Fernandez, I've only seen good things. Even when he was at uh, River Plate, you know, you're seeing all the clips, you're seeing everything that he's doing. Him, Julian Alvarez were two big stars coming out of, you know, Argentina. And now he's gone to Benfica. It's just a stopgap move. You keep saying, you know, the Benficas of the world and Porto, they always have that ability to go to that South American market first, mm. obviously because of the language, the climate, everything. Get them first and then end up making big money. In this summer, next summer, I think a lot of clubs are looking for midfielders. He's going to be right up there, especially when even today I'm seeing Jude Bellingham, they're saying 150 million. He's not going to cost 150 million, maybe it costs 80 million. I don't know. But he's going to be good value, good age, good everything. And he's a complete kind of midfielder. So, yeah. What more do you want, really, at that price? Honestly, this guy, has kind of it, this guy has it all, man. Sorry, I knew we were going to move on to Porto, Group B. So, look, that's an amazing, amazing achievement from Benfica to top that group. One thing we didn't discuss about that group is the team that finishes third. So, we know PSG, right? They went to Real Madrid. Uh, they went to Juventus today. Juventus had to win, didn't they? Or, or, or no, no, Juventus had to match the result. Yeah, they had to match the result. PSG, so therefore, I think, look, this is what I meant about PSG, Mo. Me and you were talking about PSG at the start of the season. And these are the kind of F-ups that will cost PSG, in my humble opinion. This is why they won't reach top. Because how they didn't finish top of this group, again, I, is a mystery, Mo. Yeah, listen, me and you, I think last time... In at Eurostars, we said that PSG they are most likely to finish second because I thought they're gonna draw against Juventus. And today in the game, they weren't the best team on the pitch. I was watching the game as as one of the games I was watching today, and they weren't the best. Again, it's a very very weak Juventus to be honest. They're very mm. weak this Juventus team, but they were just playing with more heart. As PSG are guaranteed top spot, and I don't know if that's a lack of communication, but it looks like. PSG, they're going to have to take the, the harder road, maybe play uh, City, Napoli, Real Madrid or something. And are they sure they're going to go through if they play? I wonder team? what I the options are. Can someone let us know what the PSG options now suddenly become? Because it's very, very interesting. I know we only look at the English clubs usually, but it's interesting. Tyrone, this, these kind of things, man, you've got to be yeah. careful because suddenly your options have become... Suddenly you're smiling and then you're all right. You're going through as winners and you're going to get the second place. Team. And then you're hoping for a Club Rouge now at best. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying, no disrespect to Club Rouge. Obviously, most teams beat them, but you don't want to be going into a draw hoping. I think that's the difference. And PSG are now hoping that they avoid, like you said, the Real Madrid or Napoli. And I just think 
Pierce Judy's a funny team because they they always walk their league most on the most full There we go. But These are the options now, bro. Suddenly, Chelsea. Oh, so they, can't, why can't, they should be able to play Bruges, right? Um, but no, Bruges is a second. Porto Who yeah, Bruges are second. Oh, Porto Porto Porto. Porto. Okay, yeah, so Porto took the group. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's Bayern. Just... You can face Bayern as well, people. Bayern as well. Bayern. And, and there's no guarantee for me. Like, how I look at it, I, I like this PSG team. I said that at the start of our first Eurostars, them and Man City on paper are the team. I feel like this is the best equipped PSG have been to win a Champions League. However, if they have to play a Madrid... Or a, or a City or a Bayern. Am I sitting here confident that they do that? No, because that's the type of team I was looking at them playing in a semi or a final. They might have to play one of their potential finalists now in the next round. So it's, it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big wake up call. And I think the dangerous thing for PSG is that we see it every year when you're playing in the French league and the competition's not as good. When you then step up and play these teams in the in the Champions League, are playing, you know the Liverpools and the Arsenals week by week and stuff like that. They're ready. They know what it takes to win these games. PSG, they're going to have to click into action real quick and it's going to be a test for them and uh, they're going to be disappointed if I'm honest not to have won this group tonight. Nuno Mendes, come on who you like. He scored a great goal, by the way. I was watching the second half. But, you know, yeah, he's a really good, good player. I want, I want to throw something goal, out but... there for you, Ty. Do you think Messi's going to be into the game after the World Cup as much as... That's what I was literally now. thinking. Um, I was thinking that. Oh, my God. Do you know yeah. what? I, I think the big thing for that... My simple answer is this. It depends if he wins it or not. If he wins the World Cup, in his head, he's completed the world. That's what I think, personally. And I'm not saying he's setting off to into Miami and doing whatever he's doing, and that's going to change his mind and everything. But if they fail in the World Cup, he will want to redeem himself. So I think that could go two ways. For PSG, it could actually work a negative if they win the World Cup. But, you know, for PSG and Neymar and Mbappe, this is the best equip they've been. If they don't win it this year, I don't see them again strengthening enough to win it next year because Liverpool, Cities, the Man United, potentially, if they get in it, I know we're not in it now, but we're all looking to strengthen. We're all looking to enhance. Real Madrid will want someone else because Cruz might be leaving. So PSG, have, um, I think they've really messed up here and they're going into this Monday draw dangerous. However, we've got to flip it around and use psychology here. Who wants to face PSG at the same time? You don't Nobody. really want to get PSG that early. Um, I'm not... For me, I'll let Bilal and Mo say, for me, mm -hmm. the top teams, I like your Man Cities, your Real Madrid, would love to pick them off, you know, Ty. I'm telling mm. you, I know I know you've spoken highly from them from about from the start. Mm. But but that I'm telling you, man, they're not the complete team. They're far from the complete we're, we're, okay, team. Okay, so Grizz, if I have to play devil's advocate... We looked at their three-four-two-one formation. We said this is the managers getting the best out of the players they've got. Mm -hmm. We looked at their signings in terms of the squad depth, the Renatos he's mentioned, the Fabian Ruizes, they've got the Vatinias and stuff. Where do they fall short for you then, Grizz, when you look at that team? Exactly, exactly in transition. I was watching Juve, who are more will tell you more than me, or maybe I don't know, you guys might know more about Juve. Juve are one of the most lethargic, slow transition mm -hmm. teams in Italy yeah. right now, right about now. Yeah, right. Probably. And they had acres of space walking through that midfield. Now, mm. the amount of work Verratti is playing as a DM for these guys, literally, basically, he's playing the deepest line playmaker. And then they've either got Fabian Ruiz, Vitinha, or Sanchez or Vitinha on either side. The amount of horizontal running they're having to do is unbelievable. Teams like Man City and Real Madrid that know exactly how to make this pitch big. And that's the key to beating Madrid, uh, PSG. Mm. Make the pitch wide. Make the pitch wide. And, and 
I'm telling you, teams can do this. I mean, this was look at this state, look at the state of this Juve team, Ty. And I'm yeah, not yeah, joking. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm, I'm not mm. joking. They had acres mm. and acres of space. Verratti's playing the deepest. He's not defensively the yeah, best. Costi he's a rash tackler. Wing, yeah. He's a rash, mm. rash, rash tackler. Hakimi's mm. not getting on with certain players in the squad. Ramos is not the 28-year-old physically dominating Ramos. Mm. Ramos relies on positional sense and aura. That word that people use for Virgil van Dijk and Cole. But this is what that guy's... I'm, I'm not convinced with PSG at all to that level. I don't know if Bill or Mo want to say anything. No, listen. I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't want to play them because of the attack. Below. Of course, we know yeah. that. Of course, but but everything else in this team does mm-hmm. not scream unbeatable. It doesn't. Mm. I agree with that. Mm. Mm. But then, yeah, lot, no. for me, not a lot of other teams also scream unbeatable. This is why I love the Champions League this year. Yeah, I agree with you. In this. Apart, like, apart from Bayern, no dominant, apart from Bayern even City. No, yeah. even the no, me and you've been, Mo, Mo, me and you spoke on City a bit lately. Yes, they've been winning and stuff, but we, even though we're seeing the little cracks, people don't really want to hear that because everyone looks at Haaland. And, but City are still not looking the full jigsaw yet. They're not mm-hmm. clicking yet. No they one might is. I've said it. No one is. Mm-hmm. No one is looking the complete package right no. now. This no. is why, with all due respect to Napoli, and it's not because Liverpool put them away, with all due respect to Napoli, they're a fantastic team. But if we're saying Napoli are the best team in Europe right now, it, mm. it automatically means the big dogs, the Man Cities, the Madrids are yep. not functioning at full optimum level. Exactly. Let's get real. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way it is. But um, which group are we going on to next, Bilal, man? I mean, uh, where, where can we go? So we know Juventus. Do you want to say something about Juventus? Mo, Europa League. I know you're going to say they deserve it. Yeah, Can I just say it. one thing? Can I just this say one chance, thing? Do you, do you know what? Just quickly, Mo, sorry. I'm just going to say, I, I saw in the 75th minute, Chiesa come on. By the way, what a player. I'm mm. so happy he's back. I just wanted to give him an honourable mention. He's worked so hard. And just to give him 15 minutes, that crowd, you could see it was like they scored a goal. Like, just to see him back. He's he's the pace they look for. He's Yowler. Mm. He's the workhorse. I'm just so happy to see him back. So, yeah, I was going to say big up Chiesa. And I really hope, after the World Cup, we can see a, a, a good Chiesa for the second half of the season. Ah, whatever, yeah. man. Chiesa, Chiesa. <laughs> if you're Don't a Fiorentina like fan, man, I was thinking, like I saw Chiesa, Vlahovic. Like if you're a Fiorentina fan, you can't be... What's going on in Fiorentina, man? You can't be giving all these players to you, man. No, but don't be like that, Mo. We have to say, from a footballing point of view, Mm. I know rivalry into whatever, but Ty's right. No, no, absolutely. Like, I was happy to see him today because, Mm. you know what, they were talking about Italy that he he actually is behind in his recovery. He was behind in his recovery Uh, and he mm. was so disappointed. He was supposed to come earlier than this. So, for me, like, listen, I'm happy that he's back playing football, but... I hope that he doesn't play his best in the next game, especially this Sunday against Inter. I hope he doesn't play. But uh, I'm He's too early I to start, thought... right? He's too early to start. Yeah. Well, does he have options? Uh, did you look at that lineup for Juventus? Which was like, this is they were lucky this to is... go to, to the Europa League, to be honest. Uh, oh man, like... Juventus! What a what a what a what a sad story, really. No one really feels sorry for them, to be honest with you. A horrible, horrible club. You know, get out of here, man. Do you know what I mean? Champions League. Go and join Man United and Arsenal and them, man. I'm joking. Listen, if you, if you <laughs> want to talk about Europa, if you want to talk about Europa, talk about Juve, then I think it's time we just move on. Let's get let's get it done. Let's talk about Group C. Because this oh was a group God. of death. 
and this was the group that we were all looking forward to watching. And yeah, I had the pleasure of watching Barcelona get absolutely dismantled by Bayern Munich. So mm -hmm. for me, watching that, I, and I'm seeing Marcus Alonso at the back, Bellerin, I was thinking, have I travelled to the wrong country? Like, what am I watching? It's 2012 all over again. Yeah, what's going on, I'm, honestly? The world, I've travelled half the world and what am I seeing, man? This is crazy. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Bellerin out here. <laughs> I couldn't oh. believe what my eyes were seeing, man. Like Barcelona, the funniest team. Like, they didn't even have a shot. They didn't have a proper shot on goal. Like they could pass. Oh. Dembele would try dribble pass like five guys against Bayern, and then his final pass. Oh my god! You don't even want to speak about what he's doing at the end of his, you know, long. But maybe he's tired because he's having to carry the team. But at the end of the day, Bayern and Inter got through this group and Bayern listen I know they've not started that well in the Bundesliga but look at this record in the Champions League Bayern are always dangerous and I remember we were talking about it earlier in the season I said listen doesn't matter what Bayern manager what problems they listen Bayern minimum semi-final is Bayern Munich this is this is from Bayern for me probably the scariest team <coughs> in Europe in terms of mentality I know Real Madrid mentality is like you know comebacks and they'll never give up and the great moments and the great players but Bayern have this thing right like, they will twist the knife in, out. They'll do everything, you know, to just put, make home, you feel right? pain. They haven't yeah. lost at home. At Bila. They haven't lost at home since 2008. In the, in, in the like, it's unbelievable. What, what is They've got the longest record, I think, in group stages. No, 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 Bayern oh, have the best group stage record. They, they got the record this season. Yeah. Like, to be fair, though, I actually looked at Bayern's record, and it's funny, I was listening to the radio on the way to work this morning, and that's the first time in uh, ever that Bayern Munich have won every group stage game for three years in a row. No team's ever done that. Yeah. They've won 18 from their last 18 group stage matches. No draws, no defeats. But we said it on the first Euro Stars. Is the defense good enough when it gets to the semis, when it gets to the quarters? I'm with oh, my shots, look, this is this is me being honest. Am I shocked they won six from six in that group against the Barcelona team that has a defense like that? Against an inter team that you kind of have the unknown factor. Can they do it in Europe? So for me, I'm not shocked. For me, it's about seeing Bar uh, Bayern Munich get to the quarters and semis, because that's where I expect them to be. Then we will see. That's that's why for me, yes, well done to them. They've done their job, 18 goals, two conceded, but we will know. We'll see what Bayern do in quarters and semis because that's where we watch them. Do you want me to tell you honestly how I feel? Because I, I watch my team, of course, playing Bayern. Mm -hmm. They're not yeah, as you, strong. You, you were worried about their defence at the start of the show, so maybe they are not as them. strong as you think. Yesterday we interplayed seven players that are not starters. Yesterday, uh, seven mm -hmm. seven of these players don't start games, and uh, it was okay. We were ripping through their defence easy, easy. Mm. We just didn't take our chances. We had two clear-cut chances in front of the goal. Lautaro Martinez missed one on the line. And it was just too easy for us. And I keep saying that. Their heritage carries them sometimes. Some of these names won't, won't get in top teams. Sabitza wouldn't get in top teams. Open Meccano wouldn't get in top teams. Pavard wouldn't. Coleman. Mm -hmm. And these are starters for them. They wouldn't get in top teams. Goretzka is a great player and all. Is he going to get in, in, in top three, four teams? Is he going to get in a Real Madrid team? I don't know. But again, it's the German machine. It's the way they play. It's that comprehensive football. This is what carries them. Money has not looked great. Not yesterday, not before, not in the league. He has, he's not looking great, in my opinion. And 
I don't know. If you look at this Bayern Munich, other than Kimmich, probably, of course, Manuel Neuer when he comes back, uh, Serge Gnabry, some of them are okay. They're good. They're top players, of course. But they're not the likes of Haaland. They're not the like. I'm sorry. They're not the likes of Salah at his so best. I'm, That's what I'm, I mean. Benzema. Gonna, first and foremost, I need to humble myself because people are reminding me, right? People saying Grizz literally said they will go out to Europa League. I'm not sure if I said that. Um, but what I did say is I don't rate them like Bilal's rating them. Mm. Now, Bilal's, I think Bilal's gone way overboard in, in his praise. Like, that's Bilal for you. Like, you know what I mean? He plays FIFA a lot. He's, he's He said the same thing uh, about, who did it? he say the same thing about? Barcelona. Now he switched to Bayern Munich. Man just flip-flops week to week. You know what I mean? Every player he sees a little bit of highlight, he says, yeah. I don't know, Ty, I'm, I'm, I'm with Mo. I think it's... I think we know Musiala. We spoke about him how many mm. times that we spoke about him. He's the youngest Musiala. too, right? <laughs> Musiala is an absolute joy. But he's still know. young. He's still young. Even against Barca, wasn't great at all. Like he, we could we couldn't even get in the game. Like no, was doing. Now, if you look at that back line, like we're all discussing, and we yeah. know. We know to win the big trophies, you cannot do it with a weak defence. No. Real Madrid, everyone talks about Real Madrid last season in the Champions League. They had the most craziest defence, man. Did you see the shift they put in against Liverpool, just say, in the final? Yep. You know what I mean? The shift they had to why, put in against What they've done is not a shock and they will get their real test. And I think we'll see the true... Bayern Munich, unfortunately, Bilal. I'm not going to say they're going to get ripped apart like four or five yeah. mil, but nah. yeah. I do believe that they will fall short when it gets to the crunch period of that 70th minute to the 90th minute of a two-legged tie. Have they got it? I don't think so. Who? But again, it's, they come into that category of three or four teams we don't know. Mm. We don't know about. Mm. And I'm going to throw Liverpool in that hat as well. We know Liverpool won't stay like they're playing now. Come February, we're going to be a different animal. We don't know what the state of Bayern's going to mm. be. We don't know the state of all the top teams, Madrid, Benzema struggling with an injury, you know, recent times. We don't know. He's, he's getting to that age. A lot of these players have played a lot of football. Who's the main star that got injured today, man? I was hearing. Not him in Son for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that as well. But Shumani. Shumani. Oh, yeah, muscle, st- muscle fatigue. But these guys have played a mm. lot of football, man. For their Chill well today for Chelsea as well. Chill so yeah. World Cup is. World Cup's wild, but looking at that team, Upamakana and Pavard don't scare me in central back. No. Even if they bring Delit, they don't scare me. Do you know what I mean? Maserati, a right back, doesn't scare me. He doesn't mm-hmm. worry me. He doesn't look unbeatable. I would lo- I, 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 I'm telling you, a lot of strikers look at that forward line, look at that. Yes, up front, when they get Muller back, Leroy Sane when he's firing, Kingsley Coleman. Mm-hmm. Musiala, I get Oh, the it. options, you see? Now the options. Now you're saying the name. That's the grade. That's great, Bilal. But the but, thing is, again, as, as PSG, I'm sorry, Grizz, as PSG, is that defense going to win you the, the, mm. the, the tournament? Your offense might be the mm. best in the world. They might run teams and they might like destroy teams, but it takes one cross from someone in Real Madrid to just break that line. Which is what loves overthink. Okay, but what team? What team has a great, great? What what team has a great, great defense right now? Now Real Madrid has a really good defense. Real Madrid have a really good defense at the moment. I think City, City now, if they have their players fit, I think they have a good defense at the moment. They have really good. When we get back, listen, we're the butt of jokes right now. 
Yeah, on Liverpool on the, paper. Liverpool, no, no. They, on, Liverpool yeah, is the phantom job. It's good. But my, I'm telling you, we've got mm. a serious defence. We, we're back to defending. Well, four, four clean cheese out of six. Of there's, men, there's not many teams that the World Cup will suit. And I actually said at work today, Liverpool mm. will love this. This break is going to do them a world of good. But we'll talk, I don't want to go through the other groups anyway. So uh, yeah, We're yeah. going to go through them. We're going to go through them. I don't know mm. who's next. But um, yeah, man, look, Inter... You want to speak on Inter? You, you, who's your? It's simple. Listen, if we get if we get all our players back and we start in February, we might be a different team completely. If Lukaku's back and we have Brozovic back and Screener now is back to his best, he's about to sign a new contract. Bastoni now is out of this world. If you watch Barella, you would think this is a top five midfielders in the world at the moment. Like if he's see his playing goals, amazing, he like it's, it's unbelievable. Amazing. So if we get these players to play again, we can. It, would you want to face Inter as a second team? No. Yeah, you're I, not the I, type no, of team no, I wouldn't. think teams want. Yeah, I agree. You, you well, wouldn't want to face Inter at this yeah. at this stage. Like, you know what I mean? So, are we going to get a player in the, in the winter? I don't think so. But are we going to like... The thing about it, like, you know when you extend contracts for some players, they play with ease. And the World Cup mm-hmm. is going to come and some of the players will take a break. Like What's your Stone World Cup like? What's your World Cup like? No, Bastoni, Barella are not going. Hakan is not going. Only... The only one that is going to run to the ground is Brozovic because he's the only one that doesn't sub out in uh, mm-hmm. in the Croatian, Croatian team. Yeah. Lukaku is going to go, of course. Lautaro is the starting mm-hmm. forward. Uh, p- uh, but that's it. De Vrij is going to play uh, probably start next to Van Dijk. This is how... Onana is going to start for Cameroon, but that's good. As a goalkeeper, to start every game in the World Cup, that's going to be great. Did Dumfries play for... Did Dumfries not play for the... Dumfries plays every game, of course. So, yes... Uh, can we, but we can don't we, have a lot of can, players because Italy didn't go. Can we get the options for, for Inter Milan in terms of who's your options in the next round? Because that's interesting. And you're right, you're spot on. Inter Milan, for me, are without doubt one of the best second-place teams, man. You, you're right. Like we were speaking about PSG. Mm. You don't want to be facing them in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the knockout stages. You don't want to be facing... It's not that Milan bad for Inter, well. you know, when I look at it. Because, for uh-huh. example, they'll go Benfica, Man City... Real Madrid, um, Chelsea, Chelsea, Spurs, Tottenham, um, but uh, not Bayern, Porto, and that's it. But that's it. Yeah, and that's for it. me, it's the cool. only team, the only team I would want to avoid, to be honest, and there's no disrespect to anybody, is Man City. Even mm-hmm. Real Madrid. Last year we lost against Real Madrid because they had more experience. Now these players mm-hmm. that we have now, they have more experience. We actually dominated the play, created chances, but the players didn't have experience because you remember some of these players never played Champions League before, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, now we have experience. And Real Madrid are great and everything, but I don't know who's gonna. But I know one thing: I know if I play Man City, I'll be under the hammer for freaking 180 minutes. That's what I know <laughs> for a fact. I think you. I think you avoid Man City, Real Madrid. All the other games are You've got very winnable. I agree. Yeah, like, Chelsea, so every every other team is winnable, right? Even Real it's winnable. It's, uh, it's winnable, but it goes back to our original argument. It's so finely balanced. You can't call it. Yeah. I could Inter Milan versus Chelsea. I can't call it. Mm. Inter Milan versus any of those other teams. I could call it. Benfica look, by name, by stature, we might say, okay, Benfica, you'd like to face, but really, would you like to face Benfica right now in the mode they're in? No. This what I mean. This 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 exactly. This year's Champions League, mm. I don't think there's any clear, clear favourites, man. It's it's proper, proper. Listen, guys, before we continue with you know, going through the groups, there's over 250 of you guys in here. Smash a like for the people, then you know what I mean. Make Come sure on, you yeah. go out and check out this channel's or never a foul. It's 
staring at you in the face. Make sure you go and check yeah. out. Oh, and I'm on with you. And I'm on with you on Friday, Grizz, as well for the big preview for Tottenham Liverpool. That's right. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, Grizz will be there, man. Tottenham Liverpool this week. Yeah. yeah. Say again. Tottenham, Tottenham. Liverpool. There's some big fixtures mm. this weekend, but we're going to get to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Talking of Liverpool, let's. I guess the next group is Liverpool's group, Bilal. We want to hit it. Um, we had an uphill task in terms of have to win, beat them 4 0. We didn't manage to beat them 4 0. But, guys, I'm telling you, in it as a Liverpool fan, and I won't linger too much on Liverpool, we'll speak about the other two teams or wherever. But if you told me, after that Napoli demolition, we're going to win every single game after that mm-hmm. and finish second on 15. Because not many people teams, teams finish second on 15. I would have told you, you guys are mad. But that's what we do, man. Champions League sometimes somehow brings the best out of us. Yesterday, nobody can tell me Napoli were not on it. Napoli were on it. The atmosphere, the fans, the players, the culture on the sideline, the selection. Mo, I think we've done the preview and you said even their reserves are fire even their reserve players that they, they even they pick Lozano they pick Osinem they pick Cravadona uh and Dombele and um and Dombele yeah, and Lab- uh, and they yeah. played they actually played like five starters I think and five like but they were I was watching the game they were they were coming it was a win. good game they, were, they weren't coming game. they weren't coming to just play around they were coming to win they no, tried. No, no. you know course, why Mo you know why because it's all about creating a name in Europe. Yeah. Napoli and Spalletti, he's not here to just underdogs and, and be like a one season. Oh, do you remember Napoli? When they, he wants to create a force. And like you or not, guys, I know you're not Liverpool fans, but like you or not, going to Anfield and smashing Liverpool under the lights in Champions League, that's the best way of making a name. And they, out to, they came out to get us, bro. Oliveira is... I know you're going to say he's a reserve, but I think he's as good as the left back. You know, they've got Oliveira is brilliant. De Lorenzo, for me, one of the best fullbacks in Europe this season. And guys, Mo, I'll come to you first. This centre back, Kim. Wow. How fast is this guy? I couldn't wow, believe it. Wow. Yesterday. Wow. He was catching up to Salah with the ease. He's so good. Like, it's unbelievable. So How the, good. Where did you find this guy? He's like top-notch centre-back, covering, header, strengths, tackling, interceptions, and like reading the game. Like, okay, wh- wh- who's this guy? He is by far the best defender in Serie A. And it's his first year. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's Everyone that year. hasn't watched this play, keep an eye on this guy. This guy is an absolute... Uh, as someone tweeted today, he's the Alfinger Haaland of centre-backs. <laughs> Bro, he's a machine type. Uh, you know, you know, he's very good. I do like him, and I think the best part about him as well is that he came from Galatasaray with an under under. Fenerbahce wasn't it? Fenerbahce, I think he came from. Oh, I thought it was Galatasaray. Oh, one of the two. No, no. One of the two. One of the two, though. Mm. But he came with a sort of an underrated profile, and you're stepping into the shoes of Kaladu Kulabali, the captain. Not a joke. Yeah, not, a joke. not a joke. We we look at it from here. I know I get it. Some people might watch the Europe European football. Of course, you're here watching now European show, but we can't say we watch Napoli every week. However, we all knew Kulabali and the stature he was for Napoli and them fans in that place and that city. There, he's big. So to come in with that pressure and do what you're doing now. Is huge, and I think with with these type of players like centre backs, I don't know if it was on this show. We're talking about centre backs; they don't peak until they're 28, 29. Insane, he, that. 
he's yeah, he, he's he's going into his peak years now, and he's only ever getting better, and he's only ever improving. And I think you know when you're playing in a team like Napoli that have always fallen short when they had the Levetsis, Cavani, you remember that era in um, Grizz. You know they fell short in the quarterfinals, the league. They get there to January, then they fall short. This is a Napoli team that really could win the Serie A this year. This is a Napoli team that could beat that court. They want to go past that quarterfinal stage of a Champions League. And they potentially could do that. Everything's firing for them. However, mm-hmm. will the break be a killer for them? Because there's some teams that have got momentum. Mm-hmm. They are firing right now. Their players are fit. The World Cup, they come back. And it's not just that they... I'm not trying to say that they might go on a bit of a fall. But however, it's the teams around them that could pick up, like we're saying, the Liverpools or the Inter Milans could come back firing. The Chelsea's pot has more time to work. When you're in the Champions League come February... These teams that haven't been ticking, they could be ticking. And when you say to me, right, Napoli have got a Real Madrid or Napoli have got a Man City or whoever, am I going to be sitting there saying, do you know what? Yeah, Napoli are knocking them out. I probably won't. It would be more of a shock because I expect these other teams to pick up. Napoli right now are in great form while other teams are not. But however, I've got to commend them and say they're doing a great job. But I really like him at centre-back. And I really think Lebok is a very good midfielder as well. I think he's going really under the radar. I don't think because his name's not Lopocadinho. He's getting the mentions. But... He's solid in there, man. Like he, he's really good. He keeps him they, ticking over. And Lobotka, we had to, we had to work overtime. We had to work overtime. We went back to the four-three-three. Mm. Um, you know, Thiago had to, to you know, really be on his A game. And for me, from a Liverpool point of view, seeing them, you know, proper, proper close up this time. Mm. Napoli yeah. are a special team, and Labodka is special. He stood out a mile. But from a Liverpool point of view, I just want to shout out Ibrahima Konate. People, I've been speaking about I've been speaking about Osinem. You guys know I've been speaking about Osinem. He should be number one. He should he should he should be number one on a lot of people's lists if they want an out and out raw number nine. Like I know a lot of teams are looking for a, Man United are looking for a target man. Like mm. top, that kind of it actually be a problem a, for Man United. Osinem is a problem. Mm. Here's our problem. But yesterday, Kanate had him rolling around every mm-hmm. challenge, crying, pretending he's got injured, this and that. Ibrahima Kanate, guys, I know all the hype this season is about Saliba and Ben White. And I'm just saying, Mo yeah. is, you know, all these other youngsters. Ibrahima Kanate, people are sleeping on. He's still 22, I believe. This Bro, guy brilliant. just come back. First start in the Premier League this season. He's, he's come so back good. Like a I, monster. When you look at what you want in a defender, modern day centre back, he's actually better on the ball than people think. He's a very good ball carrier, like Joel Matip. They can travel through the lines. Do you know what time? All the French centre backs have been grown, have been have been practicing their football. Yeah, like that. Ball playing ball carriers, honestly, they get the carriers. ball and they carry it into midfield, create space for others, release it. He can ball carry, he's strong in the air, he's fast, he reads the game well. I'm a big fan of Kanate, and I was saying this two, three years ago. When the hype around Upamakana was going around Europe, no. then everyone's looking at the wrong player. Looking, looking at the wrong, wrong player. player, man. It's Kanate. It's Kanate. Mm-hmm. And you've got a real, real stellar centre-back. I hope, and you know what, yeah, we'll put rivalries aside. Me, me and you hate each other for the football Liverpool-Man United. But football terms, I hope that Kanate for you can stay fit for three, four, five years because he has got that ability to be that sort of... You know when strikers step up to players and you're like, I don't want to face him at centre-back. He has got that aura you where you're waking up and you're like, oh, who have I got to problem, face today? Ty. 
I've got Kanate, but he can he stay fit for long periods? Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the same as the same. I'm sorry, yeah. it's the same as this uh, Martial thing. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, he's a great, a brilliant, brilliant player, right? Brilliant yeah. player on his day. Kanate on his day. I would want to be my striker to be facing mm. this guy. He is no, absolutely no. a monster, right? His covering, mm. his his body, his speed. But is he fit? Can you yeah. count on him? Can Liverpool count on him for the future? So I'm gonna back him. I'm gonna back him. Since he's come to Liverpool, and I analyzed this very, very crucially and closely, because I had a bit of intel when we were signing Konate that we're going to get him six months before. So I've been doing intel on Konate. The injuries he had at Leipzig were at an age where he was growing, and we can see he's grown into a monster. He was bought very young by Leipzig, and he was at that age where people are still, people, humans are still growing, and he's turned into a massive, massive beast of a guy. The injury that he picked up for Liverpool was an impact injury. You can't do nothing about that. Last game of the preseason, Sunday before the season starts, we're playing Toulouse. He gets a very nasty tackle on his head. That can happen. It's not a muscle strain that he keeps picking up or reoccurring ankle injury. So mm-hmm. since he's been at Liverpool, by the grace of God, Yarab, I don't want no more injuries from Ibu Kanate because... Me and Ibu, you know what I mean? People that follow my channel know that, you know what I mean? I'm in a little WhatsApp group and certain Ibu Kanata is in that WhatsApp group. So I've got bare love for him anyway, just oh, as a brother as well. But even as a player, like we're going to come to the France World Cup. Has he got a chance to get in that World Cup squad now, people, for France? Yes. Because absolutely. What's Varane's situation? What do you think, Varane like, uh, will be back for the second game. What do you Lucas think, Lucas Hernandez is around. So if... Lucas Hernandez is around, Kimpembe, um, Saliba. He's better, but the funny thing is, he's better than Kimpembe. So, oh. yeah, no, no, but you, you, yeah. the thing is with the show, it's not about who's better, it's about who the show likes. Yeah, it's about, yeah, guys, yeah, it's about exactly. don't get me wrong, Rabi is going to probably start in the World Cup. So, the, I'll it's, tell you what, Bilal, something you wouldn't like. Ibrahim Kunati fit is a is, is a way better player than, than, than Saliba based on what I've seen. The abilities are better. Than Saliba. But as a partnership, I think they're elite. That would be oh. fantastic, of course. It would be fantastic. But I think... Different them two, the two would be crazy. Profiles. But Saliba would have... I think Saliba would be the one to have to move to the left centre-back because I think he, That's he's the Virgil and Kanate. Move. Yeah, Saliba yeah. is your... You know, the ball playing, the... Like, yeah. Ty saying Kanate can play that. He can. But obviously, he's, he's not got the range Saliba or Virgil yeah, has. the range, yeah. He's more I think Konate, right centre back, Saliba left centre back. Konate's strength for me is very good at ball carrying, as in he he beats the press and then he runs into the sort of centre circle and then he releases it. But that frees up the midfield. That's what he's intelligent with. And people, Matip, Matip is very good at it for Liverpool. Mm. He, like I know he's been a miss for Liverpool, but he carries the ball very well and it opens up space for others. But do you know what? I'm just going to touch on Liverpool and just say in general, I think that. Yes, they've been poor in the league. Yes, they haven't kick-started their season, but I've said this in multiple streams. As much as I love it and I enjoy it, are Liverpool going to get any worse than what they have been? The young answer is no. People don't want to hear it, but I'm tell- I am speak I speak as a football fan first. Liverpool are going to get better, people. They are going to come back in February with Luis Diaz back, Jota back, their dynamic, their athleticism, their pace, their energy. They are going to be better than what people expect from them, obviously, now. so People don't realise how much they mean to us. Jota and Diaz. Oh, I know. Oh. You know, Grizz, I follow the football. I know how important they are to you. That's why I'm saying when it comes to this February period when they've got a month back in their legs and they've rested from the World Cup, Liverpool are not going to be the team that teams want to face. You might ha- ha- laugh and have a giggle now because we live in football in the moment. Liverpool will be there February under the lights. You don't want to face them. Simple as they're good. I'm not saying they're going to win it. 
but they will be back to something. You can't Trust count me. them out. You can never count them out when it's Champions League. Did, did, did we find out what the two options are for Napoli? Uh, sorry, the two, the two options for Napoli and Liverpool. So the Liverpool options I know. Yeah. The Liverpool options are Porto, Benfica, Real Madrid, and Bayern Munich. So we've got connections to all of them. We can have mm-hmm. the Sadio Mane, but Derby. We can have the replay of the Champions League final. Or we can have the Gruwich derby. You know what I mean? I mean or Chris, we I'm can have the Nunes. You. I don't think. I'm going to look you dead in the eye in the camera. I don't think you're scared of any of them. No, I I'm need not. Liverpool buying. We're playing I need shit. Liverpool buying. That's what I'm waiting we're for. We're in the mud right now. Yeah, but I don't we're, think you're scared. Nottingham Forest, you know, and Leeds have just, Nottingham Forest and Leeds have just smashed us to bits. So mm. we're in the mud right now. We're, we're, we're disgusting now, right now. But I'm not, I'm not scared of anyone yeah, on the Champions February, League. You ain't going to be worried. Two, 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 two games. Hmm. I, w- I wouldn't want any big games in the round. I want to see a quarterfinal with all the big teams, the heritage of the Champions League playing. I don't want to see a dead team playing in the quarterfinal. I know that UEFA don't like they don't like this because they want like the broadcasting and all the stuff. But I I would I wouldn't want any big team to play. I don't want to see PSG City. I don't want to see Bayern Liverpool. I don't want to see none of that. Mm-hmm. I just want to see I want to see a good round of sixteen. But I want to see a massive, amazing quarterfinal. Like last it used to stunk. be back in the day. Because of Villarreal. You know I mean? Because of Villarreal last yeah. year. Even though the second leg was like, for a bit it was interesting. For a little bit it was interesting. But you need them big games. I saw someone make a comment here. And this is interesting. I think we move on to the Tottenham group. Frankfurt versus Liverpool. This could happen now. Because, no, it can't. Um, could it not? You no, finished second. No, 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 Frankfurt are second, second guys. Uh, yeah, totally. Second. Second. I already told you, mm. Pilar, Liverpool again. ones I know by heart. Liverpool ones yeah. I know by heart. I don't know about you, everyone else. Napoli, mm. I don't know what their no. options now because it could nobody's be going to want to face Napoli. Napoli. Club Bruges, they can get Club uh-huh. Bruges, Frankfurt, they can get uh, uh, Leipzig, Ooh. they can Ooh. get Dortmund, they can Ooh. get PSG. Mm-hmm. Napoli can smash all of them. Mm. Big chance maybe for them, not, Maybe not PSG because they... I don't know how this game is going to go, but in my opinion... No, 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 no. That's going to be Napoli goals. versus PSG? I'm telling you Napoli. I'm telling you Napoli here right now. I'm telling you Napoli. If they haven't got no injuries and, you know, what we've discussed, Napoli will crab a donor again, man. Like, this guy. But He said he wants to go to Real Madrid now. Do you see that? This week's not the week to talk about him because, you know what I mean, no goals conceded at Anfield. You know what I mean? We He had a nice 10 minutes, but after that, he said, yeah, I don't want this. But we're going to move on before I get too hyped up about Liverpool and people can start getting angry in the chat. Guys, 350 of you in the chat, not even remotely enough likes. Smash what you're doing. Eurostars, best Euro show out there. You know the deal. Insight galore from these brothers, not from me. I'm just here for the hype. These are guys are here for the knowledge. Let's keep it moving. You can also, also now listen to us on all audio platforms as well. So you don't even need to see a mugs. If you're thinking, I don't want to, I don't want to press a like. Look at that face. Look at that face. I don't want to press a like for that. <laughs> don't watch us on YouTube. Go and listen to us on audio platform, and you can't go wrong. Blau, what you got for me? Yeah, man, it's the group D, and it, I keep forgetting. That's why it's I said, been, it's um, been, Look at his face, look at his face. Listen, no, you know what it is, yeah. When I said Liverpool, who, who did I say? Frankfurt, <laughs> Liverpool, now, right? I said that could be a thing. Mm. I literally just keep forgetting about that Hoiberg goal. And Marseille, you are criminals because and Bemba comes after the game and he says, Well, we didn't even know we had to play for a point to qualify. For the <laughs> no way, that's why, yeah, yeah that's why they all I just went up front and they gave up. They went, I, they were nine players in the Spurs. Area leaving only one player in the back. 
thinking oh, that we have God. to win the game. Nobody oh, communicated to them that you are already in the Europa League. And Spurs were content. Spurs were content with the point. Oh, they, my uh, they, God. Uh, Spurs were like, okay, we accepted we're going to go second in this group. We don't care. We just want to go through. But then Harry Kane found himself with Hoiberg and Brian Yell running onto the goal with Mbembe trying to defend. Okay, we'll but that's on the, the new coach, Igor Tudor, right? The, the yeah. old Croatian. He's got pressure on him now. Mm, big pressure on him coming. But listen, Marseille may be in the, the league. You know what? It's the first chance Marseille had to really qualify since 2011, man. Like everyone was hyped. You saw the scenes before the game. I'm thinking Tottenham, this is prime time bottling. You know, it's going to happen. But you know what? Fair play to Tottenham. Second half, they turned up because first half, they got peppered. 70% possession for Marseille. Marseille chance after chance after chance. They get the goal. Said Kolasinic missing. <laughs> Honestly, oh, the God. miss from Kolasinac. I, 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 nearly, I nearly threw my drink. Said Kolasinic is out of every one of player the easiest well, headers I've seen. Arsenal time. player, four yards out, hit it on target. And you, you know when you know if this... Get it on target in yeah. the goal. That's former Schalke player. Um, Forget that, man. Awful, former Schalke awful. player. But do you know what? Do you know what? Uh, Tottenham. Tottenham. They just done what Tottenham do. They they hustle their way through. They hustle and mm-hmm. bustle. Conte done his job. But I think Spurs fans know. I, do you know what? It's so funny, right? This this sums it up for me. Because I know this group, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really too interested in this group as such. But Tottenham. Hustle and bustle their way through. The next day, you should be happy you're going through, right? I've seen Spurs fans on the timeline arguing amongst themselves about we didn't deserve this but we're through but we should be happy but this it shows the discontent that they have that they know they're really not a Champions League club and I think we'll, we'll, we'll find out and, and sorry Spurs fans as much as you've done your thing we, we all know the truth that, that's that First and foremost we must even though again like Tyrone says we're rivals the football rivalry never ends you know what I mean on the pitch but off the pitch it's so sad to see the injury Son's picked up of course, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, you know, best of recoveries to him. Yeah, that I see sounds... the said earlier, a couple of hours ago, he's got a surgery, I think, now. That sounds uh, yeah. dangerous, man. What I, think so, so. I think it's around here. Yeah. But like he, he, uh, I think it's a crucial... Eye socket, eye socket uh, surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a crucial injury. Of course, we know Son is, you know, a magnificent player. But you know what, Ty? I know you've just written off Spurs, yeah? And Conte hasn't done anything in the Champions League. And every week we speak about the Conte Champions League, Conte Champions League. I wouldn't like to face them, you know. I wouldn't like to face Spurs. Chris, you're scored by the 1-1 last year, man. You, you're scored by that. The way result. they play, Everyone man, the wants to play Tottenham. Plays. No, no, every big team wants <laughs> to play I'm not saying nothing. We're it's playing food. them this weekend, That's so maybe I'm not food. saying nothing. Nah, yeah, I know. That's easy food, man. If you're a big team, so what Man United did to them, so what Chelsea did to them, I know Chelsea drew, so what Arsenal did to them. Any big team that any high-level opposition they face, they crumble. It's because the group they had, let's be honest, a Marseille, a Frankfurt. Frankfurt finished 10th in the Bundesliga last year. Let's be real for a second, right? This is not a serious group. If they had any semblance of a proper Champions League group, these guys would have crashed out. So, round of 16... Um, we can look at their options and I can go through them. They'll oh, probably, they'll yeah, probably yeah. get knocked out. They'll probably they got they can face Milan, they can face Leipzig, they can face Dortmund, they can face PSG. Um, who else can they face? Just have a look. They can Inter. face Inter. They can face Inter. Bruges. That is what we want. And yeah, and that's it. So I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. I'm not Ryan. I think Spurs can get through. I'm, I actually if we get Bruges. Then yeah, but I would love a Conte reunion against. Um, oh no, yeah, Inter. against. 
against oh, Inter. Yeah, bring me that. That game. is tasty. That Especially with Lukaku back at Inter with no Conte. Oh, that's yeah, a that. tasty setup. There's a few mm. intriguing setups. Mm. That Monday draw is going to be sick. Very quick word on Sporting Lisbon. Shocking. In such a good position. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly gone to pop. Almiron, how do you say his name? Uh, the, the Sporting Lisbon. Almiron. 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 Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. No, I, think, I, think, I think we're getting confused <laughs> with the Newcastle Ruben, winger. Ruben Almiron, no? Amarim. Yes, Almiron. That's what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his name, okay. I'm sure. I just no, want to say what, something I... about this game. I just want to say something about this game. Eintracht Frankfurt did not deserve to win this game. The referee completely ruined the game with the penalty he called. Eintracht Frankfurt had no chance before that, no clear chances. And Sporting were cruising at home. The referee ruined the game. I was watching, and this referee ruined the game for them. But that's how small details can get you out of the competition completely. The penalty that he called is a non-existent penalty. It should have been fouled the other way. But sometimes referees like to have the attention on them. They like to be in the spotlight. These are some of the stuff that UEFA, they have to fix. And I know that fans don't like to hear that, but it's reality that some teams, they just get the benefit. And that's a massive money thing because Eintracht Frankfurt go to the round of 16. It's a massive difference between going to the Europa League and going to the round of 16. I was watching that. I was shocked that this penalty was called and brought Eintracht Frankfurt back to the game. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, Frankfurt fans are enjoying after what they did last year in the Europa League, the way they took over the camp, knew they won the tournament, and now what they go into the round of 16. This is like dream, dreamland stuff. And I want to just shout out one guy, Daichi mm -hmm. Kamada. That is the guy. Ever since I saw him crash Arsenal one time in the Europa League, I've been following him, <laughs> and that, he's a serious player. And I'm excited for the World Cup for Japan as well. Hopefully, he leads them to, I don't know something decent in the World Cup as well. So, yeah, just shout him out. Lindstrom as well, another player, and Dicker, someone who's going to be available in the free transfer for Frankfurt, um, being talked about for years. So, yeah, they got in interesting players. But as we said, yeah, Mo... Even that hand handball was crazy, yeah. man. That Sebastian Quarter, shout out Quarter as the ex-Liverpool centre-back. That was a blatant shove in the back, no? Exactly, that's what I was talking about. Clear, yeah. <laughs> clear. But they didn't even appeal for it properly, Mo. They didn't even go mad. Like, have a look at the, you know, VAR again. Yeah, but you're right, there's some wild decisions. There was a wild decision in your game as well. I saw you complaining as well. Yeah, Mani, Mani literally protected his face as like... And, I, like, shout out to one of the, the, the Christina uncle that she is the referee advisor for CBS. She said, protecting your face ended... After you pass eight years old, when you play football, after eight years old, there's nothing called I'm protecting my face with my hand. But the referee came out and said he's protect uh, it's unbelievable. And his hand was out. And anyway, that was an irrelevant game. But imagine this decision in a game that matters. Yeah, this, group, this group is dedicated to, to Ty. And we know for what reason. <laughs> Ty, the floor Yeah, is man. Yours, man. Um, do you know, when you, when you called for a board meeting of a Eurostar show, I was happy because... First show, I said, you know what? People could say I'm wrong or people might laugh. But this Atletico Madrid team, it's up. This, this time is up. And I, I just had a feeling that this is the type of group you'd look at. I'll pick up Alex. You look at this group 
and the normal Atletico, it might not be pretty, it might not be sweet, but they'll win the one nil, they'll win the two nils away at Bruges and stuff like that. But if you look at Atletico over the last, I'll say, six to six to nine months, you could see something happening. You can kind of see where the club is heading. I didn't think they invested well in the summer. You've got a player like Yao Felix who you'd probably say top six clubs in the world would take him. But no, Atletico have got him, so use him. They don't use him. They bring him on as a sub in the league on the 88th minute the other day and expect him to change games. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I just think that football is kind of... When managers like Jose Mourinho and, you know, them great coaches have won tournaments, but people don't like the football. But then all of a sudden the peps and the clops and the high energy football takes over. I feel like with Atletico, they played that sort of stifling football and it got them to a certain point. But now football teams are moving on. We're getting these teams like Benfica playing football now. You're getting these other teams shining. And, and this Atletico team, I look at it right. And one thing that stands out to me is where is the pace? No one can where run. Where is the pace? No one can run. Where are you beating top teams? Where are you breaking them down? Felix can't do it all by himself. Griezmann, we know, is not the same player as three, four years ago. Correa is a workhorse, but he doesn't stand out in any attribute. And then you've got Molina, Niguez is playing everywhere just to make fit. I'm sorry, this Atletico team had this coming and if they didn't believe it, now we're truly seeing it. And I just think now, just despite Diogo Simeone being a great coach and I like what he's done, I just think it's time for them to move on. They need to move on from the players and maybe take two or three years recycling themselves. And yes, if they don't make the Champions League, cool. But in, in four or five years' time, if you've got a you know you've got a great stadium, if you get a more ambitious coach and get better footballers, you'll be back there one day. But for now, mm. they're done. However... Just briefly, that's much enough. As much as I want to say that's, that's on Atletico, I do want to say that with Porto, I do like the way they're doing things at the moment. I think this formation's a bit wrong. Two things Porto play with a normally like a 4 4 2. They play with the traditional Taremi and sort of Elvin Nilsson up front. You don't see that in today's football, especially Europe. So credit to them for playing how they are in the league so far and in the Champions League with a two up top because not many teams do that. And they're both physical players, Elvin Nilsson and Taremi. But Diogo Costa. This keeper is going to the top. We've got players, like we said, Enzo Fernandez. We've got Antonio Silva. Diogo Costa is the next big keeper on the way. Four penalty saves in the group stages. Yes, he's only six foot two, but he can play with the ball at his feet. 50, 60 million. Whoever gets him next has got a keeper for the next six, seven years. He is the one that I potentially want to replace David De Gea at Manchester United. And that's no disrespect to David De Gea, uh, Grizz. But I feel like as much as Simeone can move on, David De Gea has done his time at Manchester United and I love him as a keeper and a shot stopper. But if Man United want to go to that next level, this keeper here, Diogo Costa, is one to watch out for. It's good we've got these two teams up because obviously Porto won their group and that's quite a story, a game that we spoke about. Again, not many standout names. Bilal, Mo, do you guys think? like Taremi is yeah. one guy who's linked with Arsenal in January and I was thinking... Taremi, really? Is that the guy we need? But I've been watching him more and more. He's mm. a proper number nine. Handful, you know, man. Physical. He's mm. from Iran, right? So, yeah. I think in the World if, Cup, if like, imagine, keep imagine, imagine Bilal, if he has a good World Cup, imagine the price tag that mm -hmm. they're going to slap on him in January. Well, Porto love, slapping a, Porto love slapping a price tag on players anyway. So, imagine if they, if they, you know, if he has a World Cup. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Otavio, Gruich, Otavio has been linked with Liverpool, never, ever wanted anything to do with him. For me, very mediocre. Gruich, obviously, didn't make it at Liverpool. Nothing stands out to me there. But, again, another team that's being coached really well. A lot of hype about their coach now as well. And then this, 
this Atletico Madrid. Like, I don't know what to say about this squad of players and his method of coaching. It's just so, so outdated, man. It's mm. unreal. Mm-hmm. No pace. Witzel lost his pace three years ago, man. But, Alex Witzel lost wait, his pace three open years ago. Question, though. Open question to all you guys. Mm. Do Atletico, as much as I'm saying Simeone's done, Will Come Atletico back. make? Will they make the change? Will that club see that they need to make the change? That's my question for you lot. Will has they he got? It? Has he got loyalty? Has he got, he's got too much power? Sorry, yeah, yeah, no, no, he's got too much power. The board have already said they don't want to sack him, but there are reports, some rumors after the World Cup, maybe Enrique, Luis Enrique, could go to Atleti. Maybe that could happen. But if that happens, that could be good for the likes of Joe Felix because even the game yeah. against Cadiz, I don't know if you guys saw on the weekend, like it was a joke of a game for Atleti. Like they went 2 0 down. Joe Felix mm. comes on and he, he, I think he basically scores two goals. The second goal was an absolute cracker. But the team collapses and they concede in the 98th minute. And I think they just took in that bad form and brought it to this game, you know, against Porto. I think when the, when the manager, when the manager loses, his way, it's really hard to get it back, even if it's someone as charismatic, as energetic, as a legend of Atletico Madrid, like Simeone. Even him, it's going to be difficult for him to get this back. So, for me, Atleti from here, they need to just figure out what, maybe, yeah, maybe wait until after the World Cup, if they can get a Luis Enrique, do that, because that's a cultural reset as well, Mm. in terms of the style of play, in terms of how they even buy players as well. So, maybe wait till after the World Cup, but yeah, Simeone's got a lot of power. I think I think if he does leave, and how many groups we've got left before we get we, we get until I think we've only got the last group, or is it? Or they're done. But more very quickly, if he does leave Atletico, first, wow, what a what a legacy he's going to leave because messing with Real Madrid and Barcelona sometimes it's not. You, you have to praise like anyone who can break the monopoly of Real Madrid and Barcelona is special, and he has been special. He's absolutely been special. But in, like Ty says, in the last couple of years, he, why hasn't he adapted and changed? Because he's had the finances. They've, of course, invested in a magnificent new stadium, state-of-the-art stadium, magnificent stadium. And they've invested in the team. But spending 100 million euros on Felix and not playing him, and then the likes of Morata and I can't even remember all the other strikers they've gone through. They just... Diogo Jackson Costa, Martinez, remember that? Jackson Martinez, yes, Suarez. They had Luis Suarez at some point, like last year and the year before. <laughs> like, what? It, surely it's a time to to go their separate ways, or do you it's think they're going to stick with him? No, I think it's time for a change. That's my opinion. However, is it are the, is the board brave enough to sack the coach that brought Atletico Madrid to life again? I'm old enough to know that. Within the 90s and the, and, the th- and the 2000s, Atletico Madrid were not in the picture at all. And then Diego Simeone is the one who brought this team to the picture. Maybe Bilal is... You didn't see that before. Atletico Madrid were not even in the picture at all. And this mm. guy brought, made them a superpower in Europe. Made, made, yeah. made them to the point that no one in Europe wants to face them, ever. In the last mm. 10 years, nobody wants to face Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. And so... It's a simple. But I think that's finally changed, though. I think it's finally changed. I think if they got through, obviously they haven't got through. I think quite a few teams would have fancied them. And I think, uh, like Ty said, because of the lack of pace in the team, these days pace is everything. Everything. All the top teams have stunning pace in their team, except this team. But let's move. Let's keep it moving, guys. Um, One team with pace. 
<laughs> Real Madrid, <laughs> they've got pace. Probably the most like... foregone conclusion. Not much to say with this, guys. <laughs> Leipzig expected to finish second. Real Madrid expected to finish first. Mm -hmm. Still favourites for you, Ty? <sighs> I can't put my neck on the line and pick a team. I just think in my years of watching Champions League, it's a very open Champions League. But does a good Real Madrid beat a lot of the good other teams? Yes. If Do, do they beat the best Man City? Probably not. But could they beat the best, all the other teams at their best? Yes. So they're up there. They're in the top four. I expect them to reach the semi-finals. The only problem I have for Real Madrid is that the striker, the issue, the Karim Benzema, he'll probably be back after the World Cup and that's fine. I get it. However, they've had to, you, you know, utilise Rodrigo in a centre-forward role. Now, if we're talking about the quarterfinals or semis and Benzema is out, is Rodrigo going to be the difference between winning and, you know, losing a quarterfinal, semi-final? He might have to be that difference, but can he be the difference? I don't know if he can. So, Real Madrid do have a couple of problems in there that they'll need to resolve. But still, Real Madrid are Real Madrid. They know how. They know how to win. They done it against Man City last year when they shouldn't have gone through. So, they're always going to be a dangerous team. But they've done their job. But yeah, let's just see what their fitness situation is like with Benzema come the knockouts because he's vital to them if they're going to succeed and defend their title. I'll be honest with you, they really need him. Mo Bilal ties not 100% convinced on them this season. What are you used to saying? I like Real Madrid, to be honest. For me, Real Madrid, with Benzema, they are probably favourites or second favourite after City. And with Heritage, they might be the favourites to win it this year, especially with the likes of Valverde. Like, what a player, right? Another and Camavinga coming through to Shomeni. Like, yeah, these guys. Books, yeah. So, for me, like, okay. But the problem is what Ty's saying. If Benzema's out, I see any team of the top four or five teams can beat them. Any team, Bayern, PSG. Because Benzema brings everything to the team. And he takes everything away with him. That's how I see it, to be honest. Nobody can replace him in Real Madrid. So, with Benzema, they might be favourites to win it. Without him, they might even go out in the round of 16. As Tysa after the World Cup, who knows what his fitness level would be. So, for me, I'm like, this is, it's a very two-coin. Open like, book. Mm. Very, yeah, simple. And very, and very quickly, shout out to Andy for reminding us, Leipzig, Marco Rose, what a new turnaround at Leipzig done a brilliant job so far as well. Um, much better than your favourite Dortmund, uh, Bilal. Well, they kicked him out, like, randomly. Like, all the players were sad at Dortmund that Marco Rosa got just ejected out of nowhere. They brought Tersic back into Dortmund. Didn't really make too much sense. And even now, Dortmund won one today against Copenhagen. If you go in the Man City group, you have a look. But these, yeah, Leipzig, yeah, they're playing go. good. They let's have go. good players. And, and I always wonder, you know, Danny Olmo, why is this guy never linked with, like, I know he's been linked with Barca a few times, but the guy is so good. Like he needs to, he needs to move at this point. He's been at Leipzig for too long. But yeah, going on to the Man City group, it was standard again, pretty much as straightforward as as we probably all predicted, right? Yeah. Man City to win it, Dortmund to come second, mm. Seville drop down into their competition because now this is where Seville gets serious, right? When not it this comes year. To, they're finished. Yeah. Not this year. No, no, not this year. They're finished. I think they're seventeenth at the league. They lost on the weekend again. Sevilla this year are in disarray, but Dortmund again. I think they got away with one. It's kind of like Tottenham in, in the in the sense of. Well, I was just going to say, team. I think Dortmund. I think I think I think Dortmund are one of those teams that you'd want to draw. You know, lads. Any yeah, team that's won their league. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You're looking at Dortmund, you're looking at Dortmund, and I think you can hurt Dortmund in 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 in, in quite a bit. I yeah, know they got Sule. They got Sule at the back and Hummels. 
Like Hummels has been really good slow. recently. Schlotter, he is. He's he's a, he's a magnificent centre back of the last decade. But, but Hummels is not Hummels. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, I'm with not. you. I'm with you. I, Even at his vulnerable man, that quick, but he was always no, great no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. For me, at his peak, Hummels was your ultimate German centre back, man. For me, at his proper. peak, yeah, prof. I, I loved Hummels, man. You know, I mean, I loved Hummels more than. Yeah, uh, I think I think this is a team. I think. Let's be honest, I think it's the year now where their name is bigger than mm. what the team is. That's where it is. It's Dortmund. Do you know what I mean? So you think, oh, it's a nice name. And Who's all that. their strikers right now? So who um, do they replace? They they've got Kareem Adeyemi. Even Kareem Adeyemi, guys, he's not really cut it since he's been there, since that Salzburg move. Young kid, I get yeah. it. He's still got his time, but yeah, 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 yeah. worked out. He's, he, he was the central replacement, wasn't he? So, he's not a striker, know, he a, really. He's not a striker. No, nah, he's not uh, a striker. Um, they had... They had um, who's the other guy they had, man? Reina, the American guy, is very, very... They've got Anthony, Anthony Modeste as well up front. As Anthony well. Modeste, that's yeah, the yeah, Modeste, yeah, 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 they've got Anthony Modeste. So, I just feel like, yeah, Dortmund are a team... Haller's back, dead. though, in training and, and that. So, oh, I don't know what's going to happen Yeah, shout out Yeah, yeah, Haller. Hopefully, Haller comes back and obviously can revive his career and that. Game, I, I so think out of all the groups the as well, this was the one, like Gris said, I think I looked at this, I said, City, Dortmund, they go through. And let's see what City can do now. This is the time, obviously, they're through now. Let's see what they do in the knockouts. I think they're the ones that everyone... Said What's their they options? Do. Let's talk yeah. about City's options, yeah. guys. Let's, hit let's me up with City's options. City's options, guys, in the chat. Cool, so they Before can play PSG. Uh-huh. They can play PSG. They can play Leipzig, uh, Milan, Frankfurt, Inter, Bruges, and that's it. Yeah. So it's not bad. You know, you know they're getting bad. Frankfurt or Bruges. You know, yeah. we already know they're yeah. getting Frankfurt. Bruges. Easy run, yeah. yeah. Conspiracies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're already getting. Listen, I'm, I'm willing to. I'm willing to put all my. Uh, I'm pretty my, sure they played Bruges recently as well. I don't know if it was in the group stages. I remember yeah, watching they, the Catalara yeah. against them. Yeah. I'm willing to put so, all my FIFA cards on the line, man. I'm telling you now. Club Bruges or Frankfurt is coming Man City's way. People, this has been a wonderful show. Oh, a couple of super chats I need to, sorry, sorry, get through. James says, news today that Klopp got backing to sign Bellingham. I'm worried because we need more than one midfielder. Ox, Naby Milner and Bobby likely to leave from January to summer. How many mid players do we sign? We sign one in January. We sign two in the summer, my brother. We sign one in January. We sign two in the summer. Um, estimated prices Sangare 26 up front 35 minute old Kudio Kone uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach up 30 wow this guy's got it all worked out Enzo 50 million up front um, 107 up front better than 137 basically what he's saying is he'd like to instead of Jude Bellingham and paying 130 million euro that could be split up into two three but Jude Bellingham for me is a generational generational talent especially for what we need so therefore, um, our focus will 100% be on Jude Bellingham. Whether we like it or whether we don't, and we have aspirations of all these other players who are great, who are absolutely great. I'm not taking away from them, but for what Liverpool need in terms of young English Liverpool fan, the um, everything about him, um, we love. We love his leadership quality. He's literally a future Liverpool captain. I'm I'm telling you guys now. We need to get Champions League though. Are you worried about Man City? Because they keep saying Man City are not going to let Bellingham go to... It's only going to be Man City. It's only going to be Man City or Liverpool. It's only going to be Man City or Liverpool. I know that from a very, very reliable source. It's only Man City or Liverpool. 
no Chelsea, he, no Todd Bowley, no, 200 million. <laughs> no, Man City or Liverpool. Man City or Liverpool. And he hasn't made up his mind. Family, they, yeah. they want to come back home. He's ready to come back to the Premier League and take it by storm. And he's done his hard work. That's a brave move. That's a clued on kid right there. Clued mm, on yeah. kid. You know what I mean? He could have got, gone to any club, but he went to Dortmund because he knew he's going to play. Dortmund are one of the best at letting you play and progress and further enhance your career. And by God, has he enhanced his career right now. Jude Bellingham is on fire right now. Uh, but we'll talk about that nearer the time. Guys, who has a higher ceiling? Potter or Teta? Who wants to take that? But now you're not a fan. Listen, instead of, despite me being on Arteta's back, obviously it's Arteta, man. Calm down. Like, obviously it's Arteta. Even today, I didn't Barcelona rumours coming about. You know, I don't think it's a debate even. I don't think this is a debate. So it's up to you guys. You can choose. My, my Mo, you can take this one then. Is Sabozalai ready simple. for the Premier League? I want to see Gran Porra with his squad. And I think Gran Porra has better ideas than Arteta. He's a better, he has a better te- tactical analysis than analyst than Arteta. I think his, his brand of football is better than Arteta. Mm-hmm. We have seen this with Arteta only this year. And, mm-hmm. but Gran Porra has really built a team that is ready for the Derby. And you have seen how they played against City, how they played last game against Chelsea. If Graham Potter does the same job with a better squad, which is, it looks like he can do it, I think he has a very, very high ceiling. But let me defend Arteta one thing. Because I remember... You defended him, man. I don't know. I saw someone's lineup, right, (laughs) of Arsenal compared to Potter. Brighton today just signed another player from Argentina. And I know yeah. for a fact he's going to be a baller because it's bright. He is a baller. They're you know why? Because we liked him as well. We like we were we wanted him yeah. as well. Arsenal, on the other hand, had zero technical players towards the end. Like even when Arteta came in, it was a joke. So I think it was a bit harsh, to be honest. Like, but anyway, yeah, continue. Paul says Jude is not a Liverpool fan. Stop the nonsense. I beg your pardon. Jude's father is a huge, massive Liverpool fan. Jude's father calls the shots. That's all I'm going to say for you guys. Jude's father is massive influence on his son's career. Mm. Um, Shabazz says, have you not seen Enzo Lafi Enzo, Enzo best midfield in league oh, right now? No, I haven't oh, seen I much haven't, of this actually, brother. No, I haven't. I Who is okay, want to keep an eye on. One, 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 of the, one, one to keep an eye on. Then. No, no, I have, I have heard of him, but I haven't watched him Let at all. See. Yeah, at all. But guys, we must wrap it up. Champions League is, is done and dusted with we're going to be back to our domestic, not domestic, European league show next week. Where we're going to be discussing the big leagues, the big games. So many games to look forward to. I'd like to thank Mo and Tyrone as usual. Make sure you go and check out Never a Foul. I will be honoured to go on their channel this Friday. Yeah, Friday, 5 o'clock, Tottenham Liverpool preview. Grizz will be there. I'll be hosting it as a neutral, just planting my little seeds. But you know 100%. what it is. Never a foul down below. Me and Mo are there. Big up below every time. Grizz, thank you ever so much for that. Come on, as always. Subscribe to this channel. Make sure you like this video, people. Like you take when you go like this. Is my saying, Grizz. Sorry. When you walk in your house, people, you take your shoes off. When you come into the stream, you like the video. Same rules. There you go. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's got a way with getting these likes, people. Come on, man. Make sure you <laughs> do like that stream. I'm not very good at asking for likes. But it is what it is, man. These guys... It's half sure 11 at night, man. Come 100%, on, man. 100%. 100%. Oh, by Go the way, guys, if you guys, if you guys like Football Manager, I started a new Football Manager stuff on my personal channel. So go check, check that out. Little plug. If you, if you like a little bit of chaos, it's a journey. Right now, I don't do spoilers. Right now, I'm doing some bandulu save. Like, I'm in some funny Swedish ends. I don't know where I am. I'm doing Graham Potter, basically. 
But yeah, come have a look. <laughs> the, the rise, the rise and journey of Bilal. Yeah. Uh, listen, Bilal, you're back tomorrow with Young Bucks, aren't you? Yeah, Young Bucks tomorrow, man. Seven o'clock. So yeah. seven o'clock, Young Bucks, and then I've got a massive preview with a few big hitters from the Spurs fan media side. You know what I mean? Yeah, tomorrow's preview of Liverpool Spurs is going to be lit at 9pm or 10pm. I haven't decided what time, but make sure you guys check out. Check that out. Young Bucks tomorrow, 7pm. The rest, you already know. Uh, oh, we're going to be showing you guys. We're on back on the audio podcast, but check out the community channel, the yeah. community tab, and I'll be tweeting it from my socials or letting you guys where you can hear that. We out of here. Take care. Podcast Network.